Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 273. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast right after this. All right, Andy, uh, I got some good stuff here for you today. Um, I have a story out of the uh, the Louvre in Paris that uh, involves the Mona Lisa painting. Have you heard about this? I don't know. I've, did I dream about it or something? I don't think so. Did it involve the Tom Hanks steal it or something? Was that... You're close. Okay. So uh, I believe it was Sunday night, uh, just a couple nights ago, a uh, older woman in a wheelchair, at least that's what they thought, was uh, in the Louvre. And then uh, it appeared the older woman in a wheelchair was a man disguised as an older woman in a wheelchair. And under his mm. little quilt was a custard pie that he uh, proceeded to stand and chuck at the Mona Lisa and shout about climate change and um, that Mona Lisa is probably racist or some bullshit. Um, he was quickly detained and uh, taken off the premises. Uh, need no fear, Andy, the Mona Lisa is safe. It is under a uh, thick bulletproof screen so uh they just wiped the custard pie off of uh that screen and all uh all was calm after uh that moment um so this guy's a, weird, a hero yeah it's a french version of psycho yeah like i saw this story and i was like eh, hats off i guess like that's pretty elaborate dressing up as an old person in a wheelchair almost like something out of uh little rascals or something uh but yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to do. Uh, well, we're talking about it. But so are we? We're calling this guy a lunatic. Yeah, I mean, did he, he had to know that it was well protected. Right? I assume so. I'm pretty sure he was French, too. So, I mean, that thing is basically like the most important. That's like their American flag. So yeah. I don't I think he didn't so, want to harm it either. Did Tom Hanks ever have to steal it because there was a secret map on the back of it or anything like that? And you're thinking um, of the Declaration of Independence. I know, but you know, it's so that's such a cool idea that uh, that makes sense. But I yeah, don't know. They, Did Mona Lisa a... take? Do you have anything to do with that book, movie, series? I, I saw that. Well, you're doing the Da Vinci Code, aren't you? Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking of. I haven't seen those in so long. They're I've good. Though. They're fun. I've never seen them. Yeah, they're just they're I don't know European they, Indiana Jones. I guess about I exactly. They're they're yeah. running through fun towns. They go to the. Uh, Vatican City and all that kind of stuff. I think that's in the sequel. Um, it's great. You have the guy that was in your little weird show, WandaVision or whatever, who is a, a religious fanatic. Yeah, Johnny Depp's best friend. Yeah. They're really good. I mean, uh, Tom Hanks has like a weird mullet thing. Pretty sure, cool. Yeah. Tom Hanks is going to be in this podcast. Just you wait. Oh, yeah. We're going to have him for the Elvis movie. Um. Well, there's another thing on here. So. Oh. Where he'll, he has weird hair. Oh, I'll stay tuned for that. But yeah. yeah, so if you're visiting in the Louvre soon, you might see some heightened security. And if you're in a wheelchair, you're probably fucked. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> that really suffers is fat old people. Yeah. Like, you mean I can't wheel in here? No. Fuck off. Take your pies out of here. Now, 
was it a custard pie or some sort of was it cream friche or something like it had to be something fancier. You would think, but it it's it got to be something out of like Double Dare, right? Yeah, and just I mean, the you're French going wouldn't for stoop that low. Dude. Cost like, effectiveness. Yeah, just a pie with some pudding. I don't think or the something. article detailed the, uh, the filling know. of the pie. If there was like yeah. lemon mer- in there, lemon meringue pie, maybe. Uh, yeah, meringue that makes sense because that's that's very French. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I expect better out of the French. We all look up to them, so yeah, I suppose they're the, they're the best of us. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> All right, well, moving right along, we have some uh, horrible news where I almost had to take a day off of work for this, Andy. Ray Liotta passed away, I believe, at the uh, age of 67. Yeah, I mean, that's... Awful. It's it's young. It's not... And it's a just a normal a normal death. And it's like, well, that's, that's way too young for that to happen. Um, it was not a... Um, well, gangsters, to be fair, tend to not live as long. Yeah, it's a hard life. I mean, I saw how many drugs he was doing. Uh, no, but that's his characters, of course. But... Um, yeah, anyone when you're when you're six in your sixties, you can just die. Is it sucks? I mean, you're I mean Bob Saget was Bob yeah, Saget, Saget Norm McDonald. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, Norm McDonald had cancer. This is just a this says he died in his sleep. There's no uh, reason, and that's scary because it's like yeah, that's you know a lot of people are that age range. Um, and yeah, he had more to give us. He was still. Working like crazy, like it's just yeah. He was wor- He was in the Dominican Republic, I believe it was working. Yeah, so he has a bunch of releases still coming out, including something called Untitled Charlie Day film. So Charlie Day actually, oh wow, directing a written and directed like a, a movie, Hubie Halloween too. Uh, so that's that's gonna be fun. Malkovich is supposed to be in it, so that's incredible. <sighs> um, but also uh, Cocaine Bear, which is a movie I had heard about this. Uh, movie about a real story where a bear like ate a suitcase full of cocaine on accident and went crazy um that's good stuff i'd like to see that (laughs) um but of course like just last year he had two movies both playing gangsters in both of them no sudden move and many saints of newark and like he was pretty great in many saints of newark playing two different roles uh that movie i didn't think was that ended up being that good but i was very happy to see him and just like, yeah, I'll do it. Like you're doing another gangster thing. And of course, uh, Hubie Halloween. Yeah. He wasn't in the mafia, but he was a dick in the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's always playing a variety of some sort of variety of him himself. Was there ever um, a role where he's just like a, you know, like an attorney or an accountant? Like, well, I was just looking here. The, 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 the role before Hubie Halloween was marriage story where he's a divorce lawyer, but oh. he's still, Ray Liotta is still like an aggressive guy and everything. He's still pistol whip somebody. Yeah. Like I feel like a divorce lawyer is the most like aggressive of lawyers. You're dealing with contention and all this kind of stuff. So um, Owen yeah. Wilson and Vince Vaughn were divorced. No, the, no, no they, they were, were mitigation. They're, they're mediators. Mediators. They're, they're very right. different. Yeah. So they're all about, you know, they're think about the good times. Yeah. You have fun of the wedding, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I watched it recently, it sounds like. No, I just, I, of course, I remember that scene. That was uh, a good one. Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Very weird, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, very sad. Um, definitely going to watch some Hubie Halloween before too long. I've been wanting, I've been craving watching Goodfellas. Just, again, that scene where he's making the pasta and he's doing all his errands. I love that scene. Like, it's so exceptional and different and fun. Yeah, it's one of the best, like, just pure filmmaking performance and direction and everything just i feel like it's inspired by uh the godfather a little bit 
they talk about sauce. making pasta and how the yeah. you know importance of in being in the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, mm. but just that he's it's the worst day of his life and he's having to explain how to make the pasta and it's like at the same time he just knows everything's closing in. It's just, it is great. It's just a great scene. Yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Good movie. And you know your 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 boy Costner had a nice little tribute. Uh-huh. Did he? Of course, uh, he played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. So that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. He showed how like, hey, we didn't. This one scene uh, was not like a stunt or anything. I literally pitched him the ball, and he hit the ball really hard, and it was great. And it's like, okay. Um, and that was a long time ago. I haven't seen that movie. Uh, last yeah. time I saw that movie, it was on VHS. Yeah, I mean it's incredible dad movie. So it's the right month. I guess we're not in June yet, but it's the right month for it. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, uh, he will be missed, but he will not be forgotten. Uh, and great we'll and to, blow also. Yeah. It is nice. We'll get to see his last five performances or whatever it is. So yeah, that's true. We still got more from him. So all right. Well, moving on, Andy. Uh, there was a Star Wars convention. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember what they call it, the Star Wars Celebration or something. Uh, they do this every year because uh, there's so much Star Wars stuff that's going on all the time. But um, right here in our backyard in Anaheim, they do it. Um, of course, Disney owns the city of Anaheim. Um, they actually did get implicated in that that Angels story as well. But of course, um, <laughs> a different thing. Uh, so then a lot of a lot of announcements, a lot of updates that we got here. Um, it's also coincided with the premiere of Obi Wan, and you got uh, all the guys back together. It seemed like, um, well, not everyone, but um, both uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen did like a whole panel and everything. Uh, but yeah, one of the one of the new announcements: uh, Tales of the Jedi, a new animated show that's um, like an anthology of different stories of different Jedi through the time. Uh, one of the big announcements, though, is there will be episodes featuring Qui-Gon Jinn and Liam Neeson will actually do the voice. So um, he had said earlier that he doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to do TV like Liam Neeson's too good for TV. So he's like, yeah, they're doing all these TV shows. I'm not going to do anything, but uh, just doing a voice, I guess, is fine with him. So um, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we've got Mandalorian season three will be out in February of, of 2023. Um, and the other big news they announced for that is that the character Babu Frick will be in the season. So uh, Babu Frick was introduced in the last Wait, movie. Did he own the Indian restaurant in Seinfeld? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a different character. Um, he was in the Rise of Skywalker, um, the last movie. He was like, um, it was like the like dude from Men in Black, like a little tiny, tiny, tiny dude who like fixed C-3PO. Um, a very small role in a movie that that's not nice. People probably haven't revisited that much, but uh, very notable. It was just a little like dude, and he didn't speak English, and it was funny. So he will be in, in a Mandalorian. So mm, pretty good. Which is like twenty years before that movie in the timeline. So yeah, uh, we don't know how many years these little guys live. We don't. Even, I don't even know if we know what kind of Grogu, species there are. Yeah, hundreds of years. Yeah, but he grows up into a little a little bigger creature. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Bobby Frick is more like um, when I said Men in Black. You know, the, like in Men in Black, the guy in the head. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, in the first movie, and it turns out that old guy is actually an alien inside of his head. Kind of. I feel like I'm combining yeah. Independence Day right now. No, Men in Black, the one, the one with Will Smith, not not. Yeah, the other. and he has the little cat. Yeah, 
they find out there's actually like a little alien dude just living in a skull. Kind of. Yeah, that was cool. I mostly remember the Orion's belt. Sure, it was related. Yeah, he was the guy holding it. Uh, remember he like purred when the guy brought like mm-hmm. liver or something. I also remember uh, David Cross was in that scene when uh, the Vincent D'Onofrio cockroach man tries to get the cat or whatever. And David Cross is like working at the morgue or something. Yeah, that's right. He has the bug spray. Yeah. I should know. for a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Where's that movie even anywhere? Like, it's such a good movie. They never should have made any sequels. No. You know, just let it let it be. It should be on TBS right now. I mean, I probably oh, yeah, have seen likely. that movie 90 times, but all the way through probably three times. Yeah. Every every other day, turn on TBS or TNT, and he's running up that circular staircase in the beginning, chasing the cephalopoid, whatever mm-hmm. it was called, something yeah. like that. Or uh, they're, uh, you know, Tommy Lee Jones is yelling, eat me. The thing I remember because of the uh, this Elvis movie coming out, people are like, is Elvis really even that big of a deal? And I'm like, yeah, like like in, in uh, Men in Black, where he's like, Elvis isn't dead and just went home. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep, that was a great, great joke, great reference. And I'm like, oh, but yeah, but that what movie was 20 plus years ago. So, Well, whoever said that's also just a millennial. Ask anyone mm-hmm. who's over you know 50 years old. And it was Elvis and or Jim Morrison. Okay. Specifically women. My mom had a, okay, an autographed yeah. poster of Elvis. Oh, yeah. He's a big deal. Yeah. I don't, I don't deny it, but. Also, so, like, I'm, there's I'm an audience 30 now, so yeah. Um, I'm going to get back to Star Wars here. Um, we're still going on this. Yeah, we still got more. Uh, a trailer for Andor. This is another Star Wars series coming in August. This is um, setting up the Rogue One movie. So one of the characters from there uh, who is like one of the rebels and shows how he becomes involved in all this stuff. Um, hopefully it's good. Looks looks interesting. It looks more TV-like than the series that we've gotten so far. They already announced that it's 12 episodes, two seasons, so 24 total episodes, and that's it. And they're just like, this is our plan. So I like that they have a plan out ahead of time. Uh, and they got, like, real people to make it. So um, uh, the, the guy who, he didn't direct Rogue One, but he, like, was behind the scenes working on it and everything, who was, like, been nominated for Oscars and stuff. So he that's at least a name attached to this. So. So hopefully that's really good. Um, and then also uh, they announced that the Ahsoka show will be also in 2023. And then also a new show they announced uh, made by John Watts, who is uh, did the Spider-Man movies, the Tom Holland one. Uh, it's called Skeleton Crew, and it's starring Jude Law. So um, that's another new thing that they're doing. Um, and then they also did some non-Star Wars thing because they kind of wanted to celebrate all of Lucasfilm, I guess. So uh, there was a poster for Indiana Jones. That's my next and, little bit. Uh, June 2023. Yeah, and I guess uh, Harrison Ford did show up. And I don't know. So it wasn't a trailer. Well, so that was on just him. coincidence. He crashed his plane into the <laughs> yeah, uh, parking sure. lot. Sure. Um, I don't. Yeah, you have to. You probably have to pay him so much money to attend one of these things. Probably his nightmare. Um, and then the other non-Star Wars but Lucas-related thing. A trailer for Willow. So that Willow is coming out November 30th. Um, exciting for me. Um, and, and this is a this is a big year for Val Kilmer. So uh, people are wondering 
what's his role in the Willow TV series. And they said, yeah, he has some appearance in it. We're not going to give you too much about it. Um, but of course, if you didn't know, Val Kilmer has, uh, due to um, an illness, a throat cancer, he can no longer speak. So, well, um, that's what you think. Yeah. Well, he, um, despite that, he was still able, able to be in the, the Top Gun movie. So, like I said, it's a big year for, for Val Kilmer. So, um, I like to see whatever his involvement in is in Willow. It's, a, it's an important role. He's not the main character, but very much he's the Han Solo equivalent to Willow. So uh, hopefully he has something to do in it, but um, better technology, better special effects in this fantasy series could be good. But, uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll watch the movie again. I probably haven't watched that movie in 20 years, but uh, we had it on VHS, and I probably watched it a dozen times as a kid. So I'm excited about that. That's cool. Well, congratulations. Thank you. All right. You ready to move off of that and talk about some Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain. So I don't know at what point Disney got the rights to it or if they never, they just licensed it or something. But Well, I see that Mickey Mouse might even become public domain soon. Yeah. So that's always a, a, an argument there. But yeah, Winnie the Pooh was originally just a British guy writing a book and then Disney made their cartoons of, of it. Uh, but it is now in the public domain, which means anyone could do anything with the character. And uh, some people, I guess, jumped on that really quick and have turned around and uh, made a Winnie the Pooh horror movie where um, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, I guess, go on a, a rampage and murder people. Um, and it's like real life. So it's not animated. It's um, realistic. And the costumes look disgusting. It looks horrifying. Um, yeah. Um, so clearly this is what they're trying to do is get in the news. It's probably going to be the worst movie that's ever been made, but get in the news now and people talking about it and some people will see it. People will go and spend the $4 on the rental for this because like, I want to see what the fuck this is. Um, so I have very mixed feelings about this. Like I like horror and I want it to be good. I don't want it to be just terrible trash maybe this will be fine. I don't think it will be, but maybe. I'm going to just, you know, shot in the dark. This looks terrible. Yeah, I think it'll be terrible, but it's worth talking about. It's worth looking at the picture and being like, all right, yeah, that's what they're doing. Okay. Uh, Talk gun. Actually, we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the film. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but I surely did. I did $156 million over the uh, long weekend. uh, So F superheroes, Andy. looks like other companies, other uh, ideas can thrive. Yeah, but Tom Cruise is a superhero. This is his first $100 million opening weekend. Is that true? That can't be true. That's what they said. The last last, uh, Mission Impossible didn't do $100 million in the first weekend? Wow. Probably did like 96 Yeah. I mean, those movies do pretty well. But yeah, they're not Marvel, but they do well. So yeah, it's too bad. pretty good. I'm sure he uh, had some celebrations at a push-up event or something. Yeah, he thanked Z, Zenu or something, whatever. I don't know. Zenu? Zenu, his, his lord and savior. I don't know. Oh, is that Scientology? Yeah, it's, I don't even know if that's real. I don't, I don't know which one it's called, but. 
I wonder how long he's gonna like think everyone thinks he's you know forty one years old. Oh, we all know. I know we do. We, we have the pretend. internet, and it tells yeah, you know. when people are born. But like, there's no way his hair is still naturally black. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think he. It was very clever with this movie where his love interest is Jennifer Connelly, who is similarly surprisingly older than you'd think. You know, like she still looks great, and I think she is actually in her fifties at this point. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, I mean, she was in like, the Good Hulk. Yeah, if anyone was like. That's that's creepy, Tom Cruise. You got this younger actress. He can be like, no, 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 look, look, go look up her age. She's actually age. Well, I never thought that. Yeah, I was pretty sure she's old. Oh. Like I said, what was that Hulk? Uh, Eric Bana or was that? Yeah, that was uh, the, Ed Norton. That was the Eric Bana one. Yeah. So was that Norton the Hulk? Yes, for one movie. I thought so, and I mean that was like two thousand one yeah. or something. The Bana one, yeah, yeah. No, she's been around forever. She was in the eighties movies. Yeah, I, I wasn't the thinking candy. that that was weird. She had like a yeah. teenage daughter. Yeah. Uh, but just was thinking that, and I'll get into my, uh, you know, critique of the film and all of that stuff uh, a little bit later. But kudos on that opening weekend. Uh, Andy, you have a, a Pinocchio trailer you're uh, very excited to tell. <laughs> yeah, so this came out this morning. This is uh, Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio coming to Disney Plus September 8th, um, starring Tom I was going to say Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. Uh, so, so Geppetto is a character who has weird hair. So not, or not Tom Hanks hair, I'll say. Um, so yeah, this is coming. I don't, they didn't really, they didn't show Pinocchio. They showed like a little from behind, like, Oh, okay. They didn't show, show him doing stuff. I guess that um, makes sense. You want to reveal the whole thing. Uh, I don't think this movie is going to be good. I think this is going to suck, but <laughs> we'll see. It is Disney plus. Uh, Zemeckis' last couple movies have been misses. So you could be like, yeah, this is the guy who did Forrest Gump and Back to the Future. He's great, but um, he's doing <laughs> straight to Disney Plus movies now. So um, at least he's got Tom Hanks back with him. But uh, looks weird. Um, I'm very much more interested in the Guillermo del Toro stop motion Pinocchio that is coming later this year. So, of course, there's the. Two Pinocchios coming out. Very important that you know yeah. that. But it's the most important movie uh, of the year. Sure. Yeah. Behind the um, yeah. Tom the Hanks thing. is a, a full head of hair in this uh, trailer. Looks. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Disney is still very much interested in doing all this stuff of the the, the, the remakes. Uh, they're going to run out of them soon enough. But uh, for right now, they're doing. They're still doing it. So. Remake the remake after that. Well, I mean, there's been, I mean, Pinocchio, I think, is public domain. That's been around for centuries. It's got to be. Been, I don't think Disney would be making it twice a year. Yeah. The, there's been so many versions of it. Uh, but this is like, well, this is the Disney remakes. That means we own the rights to the the songs. That's going to be the big deal is the is the songs. Uh, when you wish upon a star is in the trailer. That's the one of the most iconic Disney songs. Um, I don't give a shit. but I wouldn't have known. All right. Um, I'm just looking. Well, it says Polly Shore was in a Pinocchio. So there you go. Yes. This Pinocchio, maybe. You don't know. No, it's an earlier <laughs> one. It's crazy shit. But see, wheezing the juice with Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, I don't need Why am I still looking at this? Yeah, I don't know. Why are you doing that, though? I think uh, we'll do a live read, Andy. That portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. 
head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code Tony, that is T-O-N-Y at checkout, they're going to give you 65% off just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony at checkout for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. Um, how many things do you have? I got four on here. I have three. Okay. Well, it sounds like you watched Top Gun, so I did. Did you? Yeah, we could watch. We could save that. For okay, the we'll last do that at the, the very end. Um, you want me to do two TV shows I've already talked about? So sure. Don't have doubling to up that on them that good. Yeah. Well, there's it's two shows I've already talked about before that I finished out. Uh, the first one. Uh, we own this city on HBO. This is the David Simon Baltimore police story. Um, real story this time uh, based on a, a book about uh, it was the gun trace task force on the Baltimore Police Department. So they were a special planes clo- plain clothes unit that would uh, try to seize guns from criminals and everything. And they were actually very good at their jobs they did a lot of uh work a lot of took a lot of guns and everything but they were corrupt as hell and it um is very depressing although you could say this story is one of justice they do uh get caught and i guess that's not a spoiler because that's how the show is presented is it's um the, the different police officers being interrogated after they've already been arrested and everything but um yeah it's just depressing that this is how this works. Does anything ever change? Um, Cause the departments are so reluctant to do anything about it. Um, but you just very well done. And, and John Bernthal as the uh, basically the, the head of that unit. Um, it's just great where you see his descent into well, why, why not? Why not take a little money here? It's not that big of a deal to like just full on, just huge asshole, but also, rationalizing every moment of it like yeah this is this is how it is like and i'm i'm a super cop i'm well respected i'm getting guns off the streets so it doesn't matter that i take the money off off people i mean that was their their scam was basically to when they'd break into a house or not break in but you know go into somewhere to make a, a bust and hey we found 300 grand of cash well no we found 200 grand of cash um that's what we're reporting. That's what we're giving up and we pocket the rest. Um, so yeah, very, very interesting show. Just a lot of great characters. That's what, that's what these people have been known for is just finding a lot of real people to act in the shows, but then just finding um, actors that know how to do something different with characters. So another hit for this team, they deliver for HBO. They're never, never huge uh, like ratings or anything, but, um, everything they always turn out is good. So, all right, uh, we own the city. Um, and then the other thing I finished out this week was Better Call Saul, which is just—it's oh. still the best. I said it before. It's there's no there's no show like it. That this this whole season, this half season, there's this whole scheme that they don't tell you what's going on, and Saul is just up to something. You don't know everything, and they just. You finally get the payoff here and it is incredible and just, you know, out of, out of nowhere. And you're like, this was just so well done that the seven episode, I think it was arc here. Um, 
So very excited to see where it all ends up. I think it comes back in July for the last six episodes. So I'll uh, definitely miss the show, but uh, happy, happy it's here now. So. I'm pretty good. All right. You ready for uh, one of mine? Yep. I, uh, watched the Ricky Gervais special on Netflix that uh, has been uh, making the rounds for being incredibly distasteful because you can't make fun of trans people because uh, they're not like other people. Ricky Gervais, he phrased it very well, Andy. Have you seen this? No, I, I know the I know the story and that like essentially it's like two minutes of, of a bit or something. So it's not. Yeah, he goes all over the place. It makes fun of everyone. Um, but he says he's like, I'm, you know, an equal opportunity person that's you know yeah you're in here because so is everyone else um i don't remember any of them specifically but there were some really funny bits in there overall um he did a really fat uh funny one on fat people like the 600 pound life or whatever (laughs) and then uh something pretty fun with cats too that was a pretty enjoyable i've never really been a huge fan of his but when he's in like night at the museum and he's kind of a dick uh that's always a role he does very well yeah, it was pretty funny stand-up, too, and uh, I had to support it. And I know uh, Netflix made that you know thing, if, if you don't like it, shut up or leave kind of thing. And it's like, well, you got to support it. Otherwise, we won't have these things anymore because Mamby Pampyville is taking over little by little. Well, I just I want to get past all this because you can see what's happening right now is that they're all like – a lot of these comics are pissed and they're doing it on purpose. Like with Ricky Gervais is like, I'm going to do it on purpose just so that I can get the headlines and then I can complain about the headlines. And it's just like, can we just, just not do this anymore and just do, you still do what you need to do, do the jokes that you think are good. But like all these people feel antagonized and like, well now I have to, I have to say something. It's like, nah, you don't have to <laughs> uh, with him. He feels like he has to. So, yeah, because for one, it's like they're—it's like they're great jokes. You don't have—you don't have to do jokes about trans people. Like, there's not there's not that much left to do about it. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, again, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't even know what the jokes are. But yeah, um, I don't remember those specifically. But but yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about Ricky Gervais. Like, I know I know who what he is and what he's about. So it's like I'm not—he's not actually trying to hurt people so well he's a comic i don't think anyone yeah. is at the end of the day they're a comedian he's like I, I see this opportunity to really cause trouble so i'm going to do it just it's opportunist i don't know i think any joke is opportunist you make fun of yeah the warriors when they win you know mm-hmm. it's whatever's in the news but yeah it was good i can watch Actually watched another stand up earlier in the year and I don't usually watch much stand up, but watched a few. They still put a lot of it out on Netflix, so Yeah, well they have that whole like Netflix is a joke uh column. Right, so yeah. That's yeah. where we found it. I mean back in the day I would watch like Premium Blend and stuff like that on Comedy Central. So it's like I'd watch stand up, but yeah, I don't watch much of it to like make that selection of a of a special. Um, yeah. Yeah. I watched I watched Aziz. He he had one earlier this year. Because it was only like 22 minutes long. And I was like, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. An hour, though, isn't too bad. Yeah. But, but I liked I liked the premium blend. That was the Comedy Central show. I think it was like eight minutes per comic or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was a good show back in the day. 
All right. Well, you got what? Two more, including Top Gun. Yes. So uh, the next thing here is, is Obi Wan. Don't give away anything, Andy. I'm still new waiting to watch this Disney show. Uh, new Disney Star Wars show. Um, very much looking forward to this one. I think it's promising. I think they put out two already, and I think they're both episodes in the way that's it's not it, it is going to be like one long movie but also the episodes do work on their own which is something i've always complained about with the disney plus shows that they do these short series but then they just feel like a fractured movie uh, there is a choice in this series that i think is really bad that they shouldn't have done that they only are setting themselves up for criticism but at the same time I think they know what they're doing. This is they said this is by far the most watched Disney show premiere that they've done. So should I question that when it's like people on the internet are like, oh, this sucks, and being all cynical about stuff when it's like this probably works for a lot of people and people are excited about it. So uh, I think it's I think it's interesting is Star Wars trying to be like highest minded cinema or anything or is it supposed to be a crowd pleasing and um, it's supposed to be crowd pleasing it's supposed to be good for kids it's supposed to sell toys and that's what it is so um, ah, it's, a, it's an interesting place it's it's still very popular and I think I think they've said that the Star Wars shows have actually done way better than the Marvel shows so even though people are like Marvel's the king right now that all their movies do well um, that the Star Wars shows have actually done far better than um, Loki or Hawkeye. Well, so. I mean, me for instance, I haven't watched a single Marvel, but I've watched yeah. most of the Star Wars. Yeah, so it's, it's it's in an interesting place, and also this is uh, is this the first one that hasn't been part of the Mandalorian storyline, where the Boba Fett one was a part of that. So, um, totally different era, different people. Um, and you got a Safty brother is in, is in the first episode, so. The Safety brothers are like the biggest deal in, in in Hollywood today. So pretty good. If one of them is willing to be in the movie, then it must be good or in the show. So. Uh, but it, it is interesting to think I've already watched a third of the entire series because it's only six episodes. So yeah, that'll fly by. I need to I mean, yeah. maybe I'll watch it soon. Uh, so that's all I have for now on that because that's all right. Not done yet. Well, I watched uh, in a home. Uh, movie theater think about a 12 to 14 foot screen on friday uh michael bay's ambulance which is now available for uh, watching on peacock and uh it's fun i mean it's michael bay he does a lot of drone stuff not a whole lot of explosions here but kind of that you know cheeky dialogue and uh colorful stuff and um again it's a michael bay film so it's kind of gooberish at times. It's no rock, put it to you that way, but I think that was his best uh, work ever. And uh, it's up there, though. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Jake Gyllenhaal uh, is fun in it, and uh, he gets to play a little bit crazy. I remember you, I think, watched this, too, at one point, and you liked yep, it. Yep, I saw this in theaters when it came out, so it had a quick hook. That was not that long ago. It's already out on streaming, but... Love that 45 day thing. Uh, yeah. So I did get that program. I think I was, did I talk about that on the pod or was that off air with uh, Peacock giving you 
monthly. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Either a movie ticket or $7 to rent something on Vudu. And so we signed up and uh, cashed in on a free ticket to Top Gun uh, a couple oh. days later. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's very nice. So uh, you got to enjoy I'd Top Gun. They're the two best vehicle based movies <laughs> I've seen this year. Exactly. Very good. So. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's two and a half, two hours, fifteen minutes, two hours, sixteen minutes. So yeah, that's the Bay price. He won't let you out earlier. Mm-mm. It's like this movie probably wouldn't better if it was just a flat two. But I was uh, in a comfy no, reclining he's got, chair. He's got gotcha. you. He, movie you know. theater, but with the ability to pause it to go get more oh, yeah. popcorn or yeah, go to the bathroom. Nice. So yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, exactly what you expect out of a Michael Bay film. Yeah, I think it's one of it. I'd say maybe it's one of his five best. Although I'm, I'm just not an Armageddon guy. I know some people really are, but it's okay. Yeah. I, I like the ambulance more than that. So, yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about the big movie of the uh, weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Went to a pretty full theater on a, a Saturday or yeah, Saturday, uh, 6 PM showing. And, uh, I enjoyed every second. I think out of this movie. Yeah, this is, this is so well made. I, I don't know if I was ever worried. I just didn't. I don't think Top Gun's one of my favorite movies. It's good. No, I've never had the not. never had the attachment that some people have had to it. Um, but I'm like, it's let's enjoyable. see. What, let's see what they what they're gonna do with it. So I saw before. I think Doctor Strange. When I saw that, they did instead of a trailer for this movie, they did an uninterrupted sequence. So it was the 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 sequence where he first their first um, training, I guess, where he's like uh-huh. flying through them. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sold. This is that's fucking awesome. That was great. Yeah. Um, especially because I don't know if Tom Cruise is just like, I'm going to front the money for um, the classic rock soundtrack. It's just like, I'm going to put the songs I want to be in the movie. It was very 80s, which I liked because it's like, ah, it's a callback to the original. Yeah. He's just like, I'm picking the music. I don't care. I'm not going to put, although it, like Lady Gaga had a, a song or something. I don't but know. like it was hidden yeah. under the rug. Like you wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if people know her voice or something, I read about that. I still don't know where the song was. No, but like there was, there's plenty of just like classic rock songs. It's like, all right, cool. I really liked so much to the point where I had to look it up to he, at the beginning and spoilers here, a little bit people, uh, I guess, but, uh, when he's testing and trying to get to Mach 10, did you look up how fast that is? Cause I got differing reports on the, on the World Wide web. There were people, talking in the theater like this was a full screening and people were ready to talk it was like all the things people say that are bad about going to the movies i usually don't get but i did get it in this one so i heard someone's like that's a thousand miles per hour and i'm like i don't i don't even know is that right so what what do you what do you what does it say what i saw was ten thousand miles an okay hour. so yeah so maybe the person was way off yeah a thousand miles an hour a plane goes at least 700 miles an hour yeah but that guy's an idiot. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't need the internet to think that one's dumb. <laughs> so, okay. So I have to tell you about the, the experience here. So um, when the, so what was really cool, they had the logo. They did the old Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer logo. Yes, they which did. Is like Don Simpson has been dead for 30 years. So really quick, Andy, right cool. here, according to this quick search, 7,672.691 miles per hour. Yeah. That's, 10 that's, times the speed of sound. <laughs> crazy um but so then like right after that when the title card up like people just started clapping during the logo and then once when it started a person was like woo, and just did that <laughs> oh, and you're then, a party bus 
And then like another person did it a second later. And then another person's like, well, I got to do it too. And then they did it. And, and like, then you did it. Yeah. You guys all had beers. <laughs> yes. Sang the Budweiser uh, song. <laughs> but there was so much clapping during like every part that was like a triumph. Oh, see, like, we didn't have like, any of that. Oh, man, it was a blessing. I, um, I don't was... need a party bus feel at the movie theater. Shut, shut up yeah. and just watch the film. Don't clap at the end leave yeah and also don't look at your you know person that you're with i'm like oh we're gonna see that like in the trailers like, yeah shush so yeah i sat next to uh this was i said a very dad movie very father son experience here because it's like the guy i sat next to probably was younger than me when he saw the original top gun and now he's there with his uh adult son to watch this movie and like he could not he was coughing the entire time and like could barely move into the. <laughs> I was like, once he sat down, he sat down. But it's like, it's like, all right, you're getting you're getting a different crowd out here to the theaters here. But um, I did like I did see on the internet um, someone saluting during the. Uh, did you go to AMC? I went to a Regal. Okay, so AMC has had this Nicole Kidman like commercial before their movies for like two years now. Oh, I've seen that, and people like like to make fun of it on the internet. So there's. Just a picture of a guy standing up, saluting Nicole Kidman <laughs> during the movie, and that is interesting because hey, Nicole Kidman is Tom Cruise's ex-wife. If you, if you yeah, forgot, there you go. So, yeah, but yeah, back to the movie. It, uh, it, it, it is, it is just so well crafted, and I wonder how long they took to write this whole screenplay. There's like five people credited. They're just like, yeah, we want to make this still a good movie. We know you're here to see planes but we want it to still have emotional weight and be good and not have people trying to find plot holes and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I liked, so I think it was about four seconds uh, after Tom Cruise had been introduced on screen that he's on a motorcycle. But I also noticed, I think there's really only about one scene where he's doing his heavy duty full sprint. Yeah. It's not very far either. He's like, I'm going to play football and I also need a breakaway. So, um, I wanted so to show that off heavy yeah. on the motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed all of it. Um, I also read, and I mean, I don't know patches, uh, but they reinstated the Taiwan. Yeah. Patch. I don't, I don't understand that. He had a, he had a, in the original movie, he had a patch of Taiwan and it's like, well, you can't do that now. John well, Cena will kick your fucking ass. Yeah. And, <laughs> The Chinese production company had pulled out, which is, and they got so much bullshit from Americans that they pulled, put it back, which is good. It's like, yeah. don't fucking bow down to China. Yeah. Your movie that... already made a shit ton of money. Like, you don't need to make a trillion, billion more dollars. Yeah. That's that company, Skydance, I think gets some money from China, but they're, that's David Ellison, who's part of his, his dad is the, uh, the Oracle guy. So, has a ton of money. Uh, that's what that yeah. means. Mm-hmm. Um, does a lot of Tom Cruise related stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, just is a good. It's a good script. They they were like, well, we can't just be can't be just stupid. It can't be say like Michael Bay's Ambulance. It ha- can't yeah. have really stupid moments and stupid dialogue. We got to actually do a good job on this. And they they did it. I did like that it was Star Wars. <laughs> that the, the main mission was literally star Wars. And they're like, all right, you got to get into the Canyon because otherwise the guns will get you. And then there's a target at the end and you got to have a direct hit. It's like, I've I've seen this before. 
Yeah, but Star Wars, they can go light speed and all that kind of stuff. These guys are dealing with gravity. Sure. Yeah, uh, it was it was in in the real world. But uh, the mission was very, very similar. I mean, every story has already been told. and Now we're just on reiterations of it. Yeah. But like the, the scene where they're presenting what the mission is was very similar to that scene. But then they're like. We're actually going to show the training of it. Like, oh, yeah, that's way more interesting. I liked when the and there's all in every goddamn creative or just world. There's some idiot who's like, can't fucking do it this way. Like, not going to happen. My way is right. And it's like, no, you're so goddamn wrong. You don't even know. And John Hamm is this guy here. And uh, there's a real piece of shit in uh, the offer. I'll tell you about uh, which I think has two episodes left. Uh, who's just a creative moron. But uh, John Hamm's like, nope, we're going to do it in 15 minutes and take our yeah. time and you guys will battle. And then on the board, it's like, oh, my God, who's that person doing a perfect score on the course? Like, oh, oh, my. It's 60 year old Tom Cruise. Wait, no, no. Yeah. He's 41. So that was a that was a moment where like 40 percent of the crowd just started clapping cheering and like, someone the, lit no. a sparkler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a lot of fun um, all the way through, I think. I mean, it wasn't too long. Didn't felt like it dragged on or anything like that. I was like, man, I could, could do some more of this. this is, you don't get a lot of fighter jets. Also, it was minimal on uh, CGI per Mr. Cruz and uh, that show. So, I mean, I was thinking back to, I think the movie is called Stealth with like Jessica Biel, yeah. where they make a smart autonomous a fighter jet and he becomes evil and it's like this whole thing was shot like 300 in fucking Burbank it's like, it looks like shit like all the technology you want like it's still gonna look bad and I get it Jurassic Park they're pretty limited they haven't created this stuff yet but we have jets so let's use them well there's some number I don't know what it is off the top of my head but they reported on what it cost per hour to fly the jets and it was like crazy. So it's like, oh, well, you know, we're paying for it. I mean, we're, we're not paying for it. We're getting paid for it. These are our jets collectively as Americans. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for your service, Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's true. You helped, you helped our military get paid for all the jets well, they have and don't need. Yeah, this whole thing that was, works as a recruitment video. Yeah, That was a, a good point I liked in the movie where the uh, the hangman character they revealed that he's the only active duty person who's ever shot someone down in a plane. It's like, I'm like, is that right? And I'm like, wait, yeah, I guess we're not. The wars we're having aren't the other teams don't have planes, you know? Yeah. They're third world countries. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a uh, war against someone who would have fighter jets in, in quite a while. So uh, that makes sense, but it's still super important to train everyone because you yeah. never know. Oh, well, we just when... left a shit ton of these things over in Afghanistan, didn't yeah. we? Oh, I don't know about jets or anything, but yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that there's always uh, the old ones always get sold off to other yeah. countries. And then... Riding around like yeah. 1970 Humvees over there. Like, oh, good for you. Yeah. It was a good job of this movie to not tell you anything about who they're fighting. Just like, well, that, that was exactly how uh, they did it in the last one, too. Yeah. Like uh, a country is doing bad stuff. We need to get them. I read on uh, IMDb, it supposedly is Iran. It's the one that makes the most sense because it's like, 
it has to be a country that already doesn't have nuclear weapons. Otherwise, who would care about uranium? So it can't be, it can't be Russia or India or anything like that. So that's the one that makes sense that we're trying to deny uranium to. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's totally worth seeing. And uh, I honestly think I will probably probably be seeing it again. I saw it with my wife's husband, and uh, what he wants to see it, <laughs> or my wife's dad. <laughs> I was like, what? I saw it with myself. <laughs> and it's a long day. I'm tired here. She's laughing too. She heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm keeping you on your toes, Andy. All right. Yep. It's... So, I'll probably see it again. It's uh, where I was at. <laughs> yeah, I have my free pass. I can see it when I want. I got I got the, the You're going to go again today. Just scan sure. me in. <laughs> Go to the, popcorn. the Dolby Theater. Although I don't know how much that even meant for this movie, but I don't know. Yeah. It's cool. All right. Well, anything else to add? Uh, no, we, we covered it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 273 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road Andy. Yes. We'll see you later. <laughs>